This is the OKC82 Podcast with Chisholm Holland and Brady Trantham on the Franchise Podcast Network. Welcome to the OKC82 Podcast. Chisholm Holland, Brady Trantham joining you live from the Franchise Studios. Uh, It's been a week since you and I sat down. Tons of news. No news. (laughs) Well, there's some. Some news. Some news. Uh, But more importantly, I tell you that it's... Chisholm Hall and Brady Trantham from the franchise because the franchise now has a podcast network and we want to make sure that you know about it. I'm very excited about this, by yeah. the way. So launching last week on Friday, uh, the Inside OU podcast with John Hoover, uh, some other guests are going to be uh, putting some shows in there as well. I don't know if that's been formalized yet. Oh, I mean, um, and of course, for all of the, uh, the non-Oklahoma listeners and especially a lot of the non-American listeners... Um, some of this might bore you, um, but we do. We are a local sports. It's a resounding. Station. We we are a local a sports resounding. station in Oklahoma City, so there there are there is a need to want to please a lot of people just locally, not just you know not just the legions of fans that cover the that follow the NBA and follow the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shout out to you guys. Um, but yeah, we've got an inside OU podcast, and that's of course for OU football, and who knows it could be like OU basketball. Right. Um, moving forward. But yeah, doing that with John Hoover. Um, we did our first episode on Friday after Oklahoma's Media Day. Um, so that pot, that episode's up on all these podcasts, by the way, are going to be available where you get OKC82, Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, Stitcher, SoundCloud, just yep. Wherever, yep. wherever you can find a podcast. Google Play. Oh. Just type in Franchise Podcast Network um, or whatever podcast we mentioned if you're interested in them. OKC82 is under that umbrella as well. Um, but yeah, we've got Inside OU, and you've got your own. You've got two that you're directly involved with. Well, actually three, because you're on OKC82 every Monday. I, I just gained a podcast as we were sitting here. You, well, you, you're you, on two, three. Three. Yeah. Because I forgot the one that we're on right now. Yeah, yeah. So OKC82, the other one that's going to Welcome gonna, to August in the NBA, everybody. The other one that's going to be launching on Wednesday morning is the All In Podcast. Uh, All In will be myself, Colby Powell, Andrew Gilman once a week talking about gambling, uh, going inside lines, Vegas odds, things like that. Uh, we actually have a very cool guest lined up for Wednesday for the first episode. I'll let that be a little bit of a surprise. So if you're interested in gambling at all, not because you're a gambler, but because you don't understand it, be a great place to get all that information. But we'll try to put a little bit of money in your pocket as be well a, as be doubling. A, be a great thing for me because all I, I got made fun of relentlessly on air the week for not knowing how lines work. For, for the well, I I kind of understand how lines work. I I get the basics of it. Um, I'm just not that super interested in yeah. it. So I've never tried to like deep dive into it. But like the le- the week I was in summer league, everybody, every time I'd call in, so have you gambled yet? No. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're missing I'm, out. I'm working. Missing <laughs> I'm, out. I'm a boring man. Uh, the other uh, podcast that's going to be on that feed as well, it's also going to be a part of All In. Uh, once a week we're going to be doing fantasy football. Uh, myself, Chase Dewey, and Bennett Oshman, which are a couple of degenerates that I know personally who are very big <laughs> fantasy football players, uh, we'll be doing a show once a week. We'll be talking about sneaky pe- sneaky picks, um, pickups, all those kind of things. Make sure that we win you some money in your fantasy league. All I'll say, hell yeah, is that both of, all three of us have a pretty good track record with uh, coming out in the green when it comes to fantasy. Football. I saw your trophy in, in the room where you record this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, a yeah. big trophy. It is. Um, so that, and then we will be doing gambling on that show as well. But it'll be like. Will someone land on the moon before 2023? That's an actual Vegas line right now on Bovada <laughs> that you can bet on. Uh, we'll be doing a lot of those lines as well. Um, Who's putting money on Spencer Rattler as the starting quarterback for OU game one? Idiots. <laughs> idiots. Idiots are doing that. Uh, but So that'll be a great gambling podcast for you. Uh, the other one, um, 
that is uh, we're not affiliated with, but is intimate with TV's Jerry. Uh, Jerry will be interviewing uh, local celebrities from around Oklahoma City. Like, you know, I don't want to throw out any names out there, but anyone who you're like, oh, that's an Oklahoma City guy, hopefully at some point they'll be on there with TV's Jerry, uh, from politicians to former athletes to whatever he can get his hands on. Um, that's a great one. That's intimate with TV's Jerry. Uh, but uh, big fish, literally, large fish. Very large human being, this one. Sam Mays is launching his own podcast. It'll be called the Sam Mays Podcast. Uh, that will be in your podcast feed as well. Obviously, you know him from 36 Every Day, uh, his ranting and ravings and everything to do with OU football. Uh, that so one will he's be- a big OU guy, that Sam Mays. He, well, he's just, well, he's a big guy who happens to also- had the perception of liking OU? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but Sam will be Sam doing, does a wonderful job. Sam does, does a great job. And uh, he will be launching his podcast. Uh, actually, tomorrow's one we'll be recording, so hopefully that'll be out tomorrow afternoon, and you can subscribe to that one as well. And like I said, that one's just the Sam Mays podcast. Yeah. And uh, Brady and I will both be involved with that one. Uh, Brady, way more so whenever basketball rolls around. I'll carry football a little bit, and then Brady will carry basketball uh, because, you know, someone's got to carry Sam. Uh, I think between the two of us, we've got this pretty well- Situated well, oil machine for right for right now, and then um, uh, the other one that's actually a little ways away, uh, it has no title, but Colby Powell will be launching some form of an Oklahoma State podcast. So good. all you Cowboys yeah. fans out there who are saying, well, "Where the hell is that one?" That one is in the works. That one's a little bit more complicated because it involves a, a few more people, so a little bit of a delay on that one. But there will good. be an Oklahoma State podcast, but that'll be up in the that'll be two three weeks probably. And then also one more like pulling the curtain back for everybody. Um, Madison is Madison Morris, of course lady that you've all loved and listened to on this podcast. Well, I've she's, at least listened to her. She's going to be uh, covering OSU football as well this year for the station. So I, I don't know exactly how much how involved she's going to be with the Thunder when basketball and football kind of overlap. Right. Um, I'm sure she's going to I'm sure she's going to make the Thunder the priority, but on those days where the Thunder and OSU play on the same day, which I mean for OU that happened twice last year, like a Friday night and I think the first game, the Thunder went down to Dallas and got their butts kicked with no Russell Westbrook last year. That happened twice, so it could happen once or twice this year with OSU. When that happens, Madison won't be on, of course. But, yeah, we are uh, really excited about this. I, I know I am, Chisholm. Uh, I, I could not have done this without you. You did a lot of the uh, uh, pregame work with, to get all these uh, you podcasts. You getting drunk before we started doing stuff? Well, yeah. You did all the pregame <laughs> stuff uh, before um, – um, getting all these podcasts off the ground, and hopefully, you know, everybody enjoys it. The whole the whole idea is just to make sure everybody gets their sports fix, their entertainment fix, any way that they can, other than just tuning in from 5.30 in the morning till 8 o'clock at night on the franchise, Monday through Friday. Absolutely. So just one more time for you real quick. Okay, so 82, which you were listening to right now, and we appreciate the Sam Mays podcast, All In, Intimate with Stevie's Jerry, Inside OU, and an unnamed Oklahoma State podcast to be launched in recent weeks. So that'll get you all the way through six podcasts. Uh, that we'll have here at the franchise. And I'm going to go and tell you, we're the only sports media market right now in Oklahoma doing that. So uh, you're yeah. welcome. Uh, welcome to 2014 of I the mean, Podcast hell, Network. So. Hell, um, the flagship station for the Thunder isn't even doing a, a Thunder podcast. I don't not even, even think, a thing. Especially not in, in August. Yeah. Because you and I, we, we had to brainstorm for this one. Yeah, there's a little, <laughs> little prep on what we were going to talk about. Uh, but yeah, so make sure you uh, subscribe to all of those if you're interested in any of them. But we appreciate all the listeners. But more importantly... Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Let's oh, get let's get dived. Oh in. yeah, and some stuff happened. Patrick Patterson got waved, stretched. I've seen everyone just across the board be like he was stretched. I haven't seen actually anyone report that that happened. But I guess we all are just supposed to move forward, assuming that that's Bobby what... Bobby Mark said yesterday that uh, it was a three year 
buyout and stretch. And the cap hit is about $700,000 a year for the Thunder. So he left money on the table. He left money on the table. I think he he missed out on like $2.5 million. I, I, I think he or left half million. Because obviously he recoups some of that when he signs with the Clippers. Yeah. and his So I think the difference between the two I saw was about a half million dollars. That he just gave up a half million dollars just to get from Oklahoma City to LA. Yeah. Um, I mean, say what you want about the Thunder. <laughs> um, can they keep their talent? I don't know. Can they win when they have the talent? I mean, I don't know moving forward, but um, they seem to have good fortune when it comes to um, offloading players. I mean, Paul George and the, the whole mutual events that took place a few weeks ago, and now um, the Thunder were in a situation where they were just a little bit over the tax, and we'll get into what this is going to ultimately mean. They were in a situation where they, they were a little bit over the tax. If Paul, uh, Patrick Patterson left some money on the table, the Thunder would be finally under the luxury tax. Right. Um, and they Which, did. So, I mean, the Thunder's front office is at least good at, I guess, leaving players or players when they leave, they have nothing but good things to say. So, yay. Yeah. Good, good job, Thunder front office. And the uh, um, everybody has to, everybody love everybody. <laughs> everybody love everybody. Uh, here's my question for you, Brady. I asked uh, a couple people this on the air last week. When's the next time the Thunder pay the luxury tax? The luxury tax has been in the Thunder's fans, the fandom stratosphere, since the James Harden trade. Oh, yeah. Because they weren't in the tax when that happened, but that was one of the reasons. Is because, you know, they didn't want, that wasn't the only reason. I'm not saying that. But that was a factor. They were trying to avoid the tax as long as possible. Um, and so since 2011, the tax bill has been up in the forefront of Thunder fans. <laughs> for almost eight full years. But now it's not. Now they're under the tax. Now Thunder fans don't have to worry about it again. And now they could fall back in and out and wavering on this line that they're on right now. But as far as actual concern of, oh, holy crap, this team makes way too much money. We need to be worried about this luxury tax bill. When's the next time for you? How many years? Months? Days? That's I mean, that's a good question because the Thunder could, I mean, in theory, or I guess technically in hypothesis. If you say Bradley Beal, I'm going to walk out of the studio. <laughs> yeah, they can get Bradley Beal. Um, in theory, they could finish off the year with Chris Paul, Danilo Gallinari, because they don't find a deal that benefits not only those players, but benefits the Thunder first and foremost. Um, the Thunder do not want to give up a player in a Chris Paul trade. They don't want to give up one of their draft picks in a Chris Paul trade. I would imagine they would probably feel the same about a Danilo Gallinari trade. So if there's no trades out there that benefits the Thunder, they could finish the season off. And while they're technically under the tax right now, they have 13 guys on their roster. They need they need at least 14. They're probably going to be over it. When Chris Paul and Gallinari command $61 million, if there's a scenario where the Thunder had to finish the season off with those two guys still on the roster, yeah. then there you go. Because the Thunder will have to pay the repeater. Yeah. Bad. Like, that would be, the I think, the, the nightmare scenario for the short term is that they pay the repeater tax. Because... Look, It'd be the repeater tax on a very small, minuscule amount. Yeah. You're only taxed for what you're over, and they'd be over a million dollars. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it would be hilarious if they paid the repeater tax <laughs> yeah. with this team. Um, that would be a really funny outline. I guess, I mean, people, and myself included, and I've done this on the radio and I need to be better at it, have just assumed that Gallo's going to be traded. And so, therefore... I mean, it's, it's, fair, it's fair to assume that, just because we, we know the, the ultimate goals of this team. And absolutely. Gallinari and Chris Paul do not fit those goals. So, what happens if we get to that point, and God forbid if Gallinari's struggling with injuries, because God knows we haven't seen that with Danny Gallinari, 
struggling with injuries. Um, maybe the only thing they get offered is some form of the Miritich deal where it's like, we'll give you matching con- matching expiring contracts and three second round picks. And Oklahoma City looks at him and goes, we'd rather just win 38 games than do that. Yeah, we'd rather like entertain our fans. <laughs> right. Like So we'd just rather just not do that for three second round picks. Like All of those things are in play. And mm-hmm. I-, I think on some level, we... Because the path seems obvious. Like, they trade Chris Paul, they trade Dan Gallinari, they strip this thing down to the studs, and they start working from yeah. there. And there are other players that could potentially be moved that we don't need. Like, maybe Steven Adams, maybe somebody throws, the, you know, everything in the kitchen sink for a Steven Adams. Why would the Thunder say no? Yeah, I mean, Hassan Whiteside has some serious injury, or uh, Yusuf Nurkic has some setback, and he's not going to play the whole year now. Portland Trailblazers is looking at themselves going, Oh, man, that'd be so hard. Oh, we yeah. need... We need a starting center. You're going to piss everybody off. Sorry, I'm just, that's just an example. <laughs> yes, because to your point, Stephen has to be one of those. If another team has a starting center and they suffer some major setback and they thought they were a title contender, they might be in the market for someone like Stephen Adams. Yeah, um, there, there are a lot of scenarios for this team, and it, it's really hard to even... Again, like, just crossing off names of, like, that guy's 100% safe. Yeah, that's a very that's a hard game to play. You're like SGA. Steven's not 100 percent safe. Terrence Ferguson's not 100 percent safe. Andre Robertson, um, I yeah, I think Shea is probably the only guy because he represents so much more than just his talent alone for this team. Right. Um, but yeah, there there are so many scenarios with this team that it's even hard to just take a deep breath and say, all right, this is the type of team I'm going to cover. Or if you're a fan, this is the type of team I'm going to root for. Like you've got to get invested somehow, whether you're in media or you're a fan of a particular team and it's hard to do that so when you try to go down the the rabbit holes of this could happen that could happen that could happen you're gonna make your head you know explode but and you're gonna be wrong and that's not because you're an idiot it's just because there's a billion different avenues sometimes things are really predictable in the nba because it's like they have like they have like two outs you know they have basically two options and i know they're gonna pick one of those two and then you cover sam presti's teams yeah the thunder because the most flexible team in the nba because russell westbrook's going to the heat he's still going to the heat is he I actually saw somebody Photoshop a picture of Russell Westbrook in a Heat jersey. I was like, did they miss the memo? <laughs> like, were they? what happened? Did they not see that that happened already? They okay. were in a coma for th- two, three weeks. Okay. I guess. It's, 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 it's been so long. Um, no, th- there's so much um, for this team. And it's going to be, it's going to be like, it's not just going to be a roller coaster type of a season just because of the wins and, lo- and lo- quite a bit of losses. Right. It's going to be a roller coaster just because. One guy could be there. One guy could say all the the nice things. Like you're going to hear Chris Paul say, like, "No, I started my career here. I love Oklahoma City." Like it's it's going to be really easy to fall back in love How nice with of Chris him. Paul. How if nice you, of him. If you're a fan of Oklahoma City, it's going to be really easy. But then, boom, he's gone. It's going to be so hard this season. But um, I, I guess overall, I think the Thunder are fine fa- financially. I don't th- like. There is a scenario that we talked about where Danello and Chris are still on this team at the end of the year, sure, and then they have to pay the repeater tax. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think even then they would find some gymnastics to find a way to get underneath the tax. I mean, just like Houston did last year, it looked like Houston was dead to rights as far as that tax bill was coming. Yeah, and then they for about three weeks just shuffled, 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 shuffled. Oh, they made it under by, and it was literally like a hilarious like fifty six thousand dollars. Like they just couldn't have been closer <laughs> if they tried, <laughs> but they God, made it under. Thank God for Daniel House. To Daniel House. Yeah. Shout out Daniel Shout House. Out. Uh, so this team's going to be all over the place. It's going to be changing a whole lot, which is going to make it fun on some level and fun on others. What but, are the jerseys that gets what like? So you know when you go into the Thunder Shop in the arena, right? There's always like two or three main jerseys that they're just displayed everywhere. Yeah. Is it all just 
SGA jerseys? Or is it going to be Steven equal? Steven Adams. It's got to be Steven Adams. Like, so I need I, like percentages though, like you know, because when it was Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, it was like forty percent Russell, forty percent Paul George, twenty percent Carmelo Anthony, and like sprinkled in very small amounts of everyone else. Yeah. No, I, I think the diehards are fully invested in SGA because the diehards understand what he is and what he represents and right. the potential that he. I think holds. he's. I think he's a layup as far as the jersey sales go. But yeah. who are the other names? Stephen Adams. Stephen Adams. Are they going to um, try to sell Chris Paul? You, you think they're going to try to sell Chris Paul jerseys? He's he's a guy. He's a guy in this league. Um, maybe you can get away with um, maybe Terrence Ferguson. I mean, the Thunder are going to super I want advertise the Mike Muscala jersey. <laughs> Uh, yeah, wear it to a rap battle. Absolutely would. Um, I mean, the Thunder are going to super advertise, I think, this season that, hey, remember Terrence Ferguson is actually from here. He's an Oklahoman because that's important now. They've got to actually like sell their well, team. Didn't he, didn't he only live here until he's like 10? You, you know, and if, if I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, wasn't it like he lived here and then before he's even a teenager, he moved somewhere else? Um, I mean, I think he went to high school. Like he Did he go to high school, school in Oklahoma? Preps, prep school in Dallas. Okay, that's what it was. But, I mean, he had that kind of cool Instagram farewell to Russell Westbrook. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, as a native Oklahoman, I understand, like, how much you meant to the state. And, you know, so he still identifies as an Oklahoman, even though he may not have spent, uh, you know, most of his... Does he identify like an Oklahoman, like Paul George identifies as a Laker fan? (laughs) Where it's fluid? I don't know if it's that fluid. Okay. I think Terrence is pretty like, no, I was born here. Okay, cool. (laughs) I just didn't know how much he was owning it. Um, No, uh... Yeah, I mean that's gonna. I didn't even think about that. The jersey sales, because oh, because there's always there's. I am a little upset though because um, as the season wore on last year, I told myself I'm gonna buy like a few jerseys this year, like in the off season, and I I bought one of them. I got the Miami Heat, the pink, uh, Vice, uh, Tyler Hero jersey. Very excited. Tyler Hero. Hell yeah! All the way in on Tyler Hero. I I, I saw ten minutes of uh, two games combined. Okay. And you were like, no, nah, this guy's the can't miss product. League, I was like, he, he's he's in. I like it. You um, like me when I bought a Doug McDermott jersey when he got <laughs> drafted to Chicago. Hey, Dougie McBuckets, man, that's a can't miss prospect. Um, also, also, shout out to your father, Greg McDermott, if he's for some reason listening to this podcast. Thank you so much, I'm sure much, he is. Sir. And I invested in a rookie jersey when he got drafted to Chicago. I was yeah. all the way in on Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, g- gave your son some uh, about two pennies. And I was totally satisfied until he got traded for uh, Cameron Payne. <laughs> Is he still with the Bulls? No, he's uh Cameron Payne. He was with the Mavs summer league. Yeah, and, and he put up thirty-seven points in a yeah. game. Yeah, he's on fire. D- did that break Reggie Jackson's record? Uh, no, no, no. Um, or was Reggie's just Orlando summer league record? No, uh, the summer league record was broken last year by uh, Jimmer Fredette. Oh, that shouldn't count. He's like forty-two years old. Um, he really is. I think he's like thirty-one, and yeah. he was still playing in summer league. <laughs> no, um. One of the jerseys, like going back, like one of the jerseys I was planning on buying this year, um, this offseason was SGA's. Yeah. Just because it looks so cool. Gilgis Alexander. The rainbow yeah, across the back. With the clip. Then then he gets traded to the Thunder. That's my favorite part about the trade. Then he gets traded to the Thunder and like, eh, I cover the team. It's kind of, yeah. I would recommend you not doing that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. So when you cover a team, it's weird. Like you don't want memorabilia from that team. Not because you don't, like I obviously want the Thunder, I either want the Thunder to be really, really good or really, really bad. Yeah, talking because that's points. what my job is fun. Uh, so I please, know. please don't be the uh, who's like a five hundred team consistently each year. 
A 500? Detroit? Oh, yeah. Don't be Detroit. Um, yeah, insert so Eastern Conference team here. I also am very big on like finding like small niche local or smaller artists who like make t-shirts or make posters or whatever. And sometimes with those smaller people who don't have much of a following, you'll buy a t-shirt from somebody and they're like, buy one, get one free. And they always send me like a Russell Westbrook shirt. I'm like, my guy. I'm now you can wear them. I'm never going to wear this. But now you can wear it. Or you no. can give it to Aaron Davis. He's a he's a Rockets fan. I actually that's a great idea. I should absolutely. I'm not even being funny. I should bring that to Aaron Davis. That's a great idea. <laughs> if it if it because is it just Russell's posters, face or pictures, is it like Russell's face with like clearly a Thunder jersey on? It's just Russell's face. Okay, then it'll work. Yeah, absolutely. It'll it's work. just not period correct because he ain't got but the uh, braids. I have three Russell Westbrook shirts that I've never worn. I like two Russell Westbrook posters that I'm not putting up. It's not because I hate the guy. It's just I'm not a I'm not a Thunder fan, not a Russell Westbrook fan. If I was completely neutral in all this, I'd tell you I would I would so get a Russell Westbrook UCLA jersey. I think it just looks so cool. The teal and the gold or yellow. I'm uh, sure they have actual names for those colors yeah, that are. Way I like more. the 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 home jersey, so the white. Oh, just, okay, yeah. it just looks so nice. Yeah, so classic. How did him, Kevin Love? They made it to the Final Four. How did they not win the Natty? Because Russell can't win championships. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh! I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you're kind of not kidding. I know, and you're you're uh, saying you're kidding, but I can read your we, face. No, no. I mean, they who'd they lose to? They lost to Memphis and Derrick Rose, right? Absolutely. Okay. And they lost to Mario Chalmers. So, I mean, the cream obviously rose to the top that year. I can still <laughs> remember the game when Mario Chalmers dropped 37 on the Thunder, and he had just got Which signed. game was that, Chisholm? Well, it was he, he was with Memphis, and he got signed to a 10-day contract the day before. Yeah. And, and then I, he was the starting point guard the next day. And then two weeks later, he, like, tore his Achilles, right? Yep. God damn. Yep. But he, he was there long enough mm-hmm. to drop a 37-burger on the Thunder. And that's not including all the dagger threes he hit in the finals against them either. That's true. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Mario Chalmers. A guy who will be lost to history, but actually kind of made an impact. Dude, ask any Thunder fan like how important Mario Chalmers was. Thunder fans would have loved to have a Mario Chalmers yeah. on their team. Do you remember when uh, the Heat were trying to keep LeBron James the summer that he left to go back to Cleveland and they drafted Shabazz Napier? They're like, oh, this is because, LeBron's guy. Because LeBron wanted him. This is LeBron's and then he was guy. like, deuces. And I'm like, hey, you know, drafting a bad point guard probably isn't a great strategy, even if LeBron comes back. I don't know what your plan is here. <laughs> I don't know what your plan is here. All right, you actually had a great piece that went up on thefranchiseok.com this week. You interviewed uh, a head coach from Creighton, Doug McDermott's father, whose first name I forget. Greg. Uh, Greg McDermott, yeah. uh, who does a great job coaching. Creighton. Creighton's one of my niche college basketball teams. I'm a big fan of Creighton, Villanova, and Xavier. So you basically hate because, teams that have just shat upon OU. I don't know. Well, if, I don't know. That's if, a coincidence. I don't know if Xavier's ever played OU. I just like schools that are Drew like. Drew Lavender went there. I just like schools that are like, yeah, we play basketball. It's like, what else do you do? No, 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 Doug. We just play basketball. Gonzaga? Like, are you big Gonzaga guy? Yeah. All they do is play basketball. Yeah, but they've, they've gotten too big. They're t- <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like They're too popular now. They made a pop album. They I sold went, out. My freshman year of college, I wore an Xavier hat like every other day. And a yeah. Villanova hat the days I wasn't wearing the Xavier hat because I was like, oh, I'm cool. Like I know basketball. I'm a big Xavier fan. I'm a big Villanova fan. I, I thought that was an X-Men hat. Most people probably did, yeah. which, you know. Like, I love that movie. Yeah. Anyway, so you sat down with Coach Dermot, McDermott uh, and talked about Grant Gibbs, who's now the head coach for the Oklahoma City Blue. Yeah, um, Greg McDermott, he's a, obviously 
fantastic head coach. He's had a lot of success at Creighton. Uh, but when Doug McDermott played for the Thunder, when he got traded here a few years ago, uh, the year Russell won the MVP, uh, Greg McDermott uh, just randomly followed me on Twitter. I don't know why. I think I had mentioned something about his son, and he followed me on Twitter. And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty cool. Um, it's not every day you get followed by a you know, big-time college basketball coach. And um, we had gone back and forth a few times and talked about his son, talked about the Thunder and basketball, and we just kind of keep in touch uh, every once in a while whenever something comes up. But I just reached out to him because Grant Gibbs, the Thunder, or not the Thunders, but the Oklahoma City Blues uh, new head coach, uh, was hired last week. Um, he, of course, played at the University of Creighton. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Which is why we're talking about Greg. That was McDermott. my first thought. Yeah. As soon as I saw, as soon as I saw him getting oh, the, hired, I was like, "Oh, well, Creighton!" And he also played at Gonzaga. He was a uh, freshman. What? He fr- can't switch around schools like year, that. He was at Gonzaga and he transferred. This finished. transfer portal thing is getting outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, the Thunder, of course, released their uh, their press release about Grant Gibbs about the hire, and it's like, eh, those quotes are pretty cookie cutter. Let me let me just reach out to uh, Coach McDermott at Creighton see if he'd like to say a few words here and there and he was of, of course very uh, gracious and decided to talk to me about him uh the problem was and he just kind of casually dropped this tough 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 world uh he's like yeah like yeah i'll talk to you about uh gibbs i, I just landed in australia uh and i looked it up and was like yeah creighton's playing preseason exhibition games in australia and i was how nice of him to I offer was, i was planning on like trying to get him on the phone to have like more of a conversation but because it's like uh he's busy 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 right now right in a foreign land i'll just shoot him some questions so yeah if you're interested uh um go to thefranchiseok.com it's up there it's on the front page future but- thunder assistant coach Oh yeah! If um, we know anything about the Thunder organization, man, they love the head coach of the Blue. Yeah, Nate Tibbetts was the uh, I think he was the first seventy or seventy six, the first sixty sixers head coach when they were in Tulsa. Uh, he of course went on to I think he's an assistant with Portland. I can't remember where he ended up, if he's still with somebody or if he ended up somewhere. Um, but he went on to uh, be an assistant coach of the NBA. Darko Ryakovic took the spot for the next few years. Uh, joined the Thunder's assistant coaching staff for a few years. Now he's with the Phoenix Suns uh, with Mark Bryant. And then Mark Dagnall, who had had the job for the last four years, got promoted to the Thunder's um, assistant coaching tree right now. So, yeah, I mean, the Thunder have a good track record for not just player development um, here and there, but also coaching development. Shout out Creighton. It all comes back to Creighton. Uh, All right, last thing, and like I said, middle of summer. Not a whole lot to talk about. We have a few of these subjects that we're going to get into. One of them is my crazy cockamamie theory of how to fix the draft. Uh, But this one is not that. This is we're going to talk about the midseason tournament. This has been pitched out by Adam Silver uh, as something that they're looking at doing, and he made it sound like it was inevitable on some level. But we have no clarity on what a midseason tournament would look like. We know they've mentioned about reducing the number of regular season games, but adding the tournament... I don't even really know where to start, Brady, but first off, when you heard the idea of the midseason tournament, and I think Bill Simmons is the first one I heard talk about it, and he calls it the interesting as hell tournament, I don't know what your reaction was, but mine was like, yeah, that's cute, that's never going to happen. Yeah. But now at some level, it's got legs. Yeah, and it's it just kind of goes back to the whole conversation about how the NBA, and particularly Adam Silver, it's by far the most progressive league of all the sports leagues in America. Definitely not baseball. Like, they always... They're always at least open to conversations about, like, well, how can we improve the product? How can we uh, make fans feel better appreciated? And I appreciate that as a fan of the NBA. It's, it just makes the sport 
and the entire entertainment factor of it that much more entertaining. Right. You've got so much other stuff that you can look forward to. And this is kind of going on um, in turn with the game becoming so much more globalized. I mean, think where we were 10, 15 years ago with like European players in the league. They, I think before the this decade started, they still had a lot of those old stereotypes about them, how they're soft, they're floppers, they're finesse, they're not tough. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe it was Dirk winning that title in 2011, uh, maybe for him individually, but he himself being Pal, a foreign... Pal Gasol, Marcus Gasol definitely helped a lot, yeah, too. But he himself being a foreign player, like, that, that stereotype's gone, in my opinion. I mean, foreign players, like, what do they make up? Like, almost a third of the league? Has a to lot. Be, must the, be they're way a, more, way more rampant. Rampant's a bad word. Way more, <laughs> way more common than they used to be for sure. People are definitely taking chances on them, and if anything, they're sought out. Yeah, like there's teams that are like they're looking for that cookie cutter mold of a Manu Ginobili, of a Pau Gasol, of a Marc Gasol, of a Nikola Jokic. You know, th- those guys are like Nikola Jokic probably doesn't get an opportunity in the NBA ten years ago. I don't know if a yeah. team drafts him in the second round. Oh God, drinking yeah. three two liters of coke a day like i think that guy just gets forgotten about be like a arvidas sabonis yeah. situation where he, like he shows up 10 years into his career and it's like oh what might have been no but um in regards to a mid-season tournament it's just maybe the unknown factor we, yeah by the way how do we get there oh just how the nba is kind of fun okay um but maybe it's just the unknown factor because there's been nothing other than yeah we've discussed the possibility of adding a mid-season tournament well what does that mean they didn't they don't say so maybe the unknown factor is why I'm like super intrigued by it. I understand why um, people are questioning it. Like, why? If the whole point is to win a championship, what does winning a midseason tournament do? Um, what does like what incentive do these players have to go put their bodies out on the line for a tournament that I, I don't know how would be more important than winning the Larry O'Brien Trophy? Right. So there's all these questions. I did write down some stuff, and I finally found it. I've been looking for it on my on my docs and I finally found it. Um, I might've sent this to you, but I, I was trying to think of ways that you could um, make the mid season tournament meaningful. And these are just thoughts. That's by far my biggest, not issue, but like the biggest question I need to answer is like, why would these guys care? Yeah. So these are just thoughts. Like I, I just had a thought in my head and I put it down. I didn't give it that, that, that much more thought. Horrible idea. Yeah. So dummy, um, some bullet points. The winner of the tournament receives increased lottery percentages. If a team outside the lottery wins the tournament, that team will gain, um, all, albeit a small lottery percentage. Sure. Okay. That, uh, people are going to immediately be like, yeah, yeah, Golden State doesn't need a 5% chance at Zion. That's going to be people's pushback immediately. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the other thing would be not every team makes a midseason tournament. Maybe it's like some type of random drawing. Maybe it's like you, you can't be this good but you can't be that bad. So it's like those Detroit Pistons teams that we were just talking about, those 500 teams, give them a chance to maybe have something to get them over the top because as much as we want to say, like, if you want to be good, you've got to have a competent front office. Not every team's going to be blessed to have forward-thinking f- executives. So maybe something like this. Stan Van Gundy wasn't thinking. <laughs> no more player G- coach GMs. None of that. Doesn't work. Tom Thibodeau was flawless in Minnesota. Yeah, ask that. Like, are any of his players? Ask Jimmy really? Butler what he thought about that. <laughs> um, another thought I had was um, make it a two on two or a three on three game, so you can get that NBA jam. Like nostal- like we're in the age of nostalgia oh, yeah. right now. So you can you can basically have like you can really get those arguments. Like, who's better, Russell Westbrook or James Harden? We'll have like two on two. 
Russ, like if Russ is still in the Thunder, Russ and Paul George, if he's still in the Thunder, versus James Harden and uh, uh, Chris Paul, right? Like you could actually have something fun like that now. Would players do that? Hell no. Right. They would not want their egos blasted with video evidence on national TV in a situation like that. No, 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 no. But it would be good for us. Um, let's see what else. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just had like, basically, you don't have the entire team play. You just have like a, a pickup game of players from certain teams. And you have like a I don't know team captains or whatever. Yeah, I the one I saw was essentially instead of playing a full game, you play like a quarter. So a depth isn't necessarily a, a yeah. factor. You don't need the yeah third and then quarter rotation. You put your fifteen man roster into essentially a bowl, and they draw out six names. So you have five players in reserve, and for all you know, you're going to get three centers drawn out. You know what I mean? And so like the roster, it's your team. So like if the Golden State Warriors are in it. Maybe Steph Curry doesn't get picked. Maybe he's not one of the six that get drawn out, so he doesn't get to play on the team. Yeah. Maybe it's just Draymond and Kevon Looney and Willie Colley Stein. Like they're like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen that idea, so it's a little bit more random. I I've heard people say like you put all 30, te- 30 teams in and you draw out eight or twelve and they play in the tournament, and it's just total random who gets to play in the tournament, and there's some prize at the end. All of that sounds well and good, but like it's just. I don't hate all. I don't hate any of those ideas. I don't love any of them either. Yeah, I just don't know why any of those would like incentivize the players to like go all out. Because if they don't go all out, they don't then care about no lottery product. odds. Yeah, like why? Why does Draymond Green care about lottery odds? Yeah, I mean uh, we're in the especially for like if you're like Daily Gallinari this year for the Thunder, and well, I'm sure I'm sure he'll love his time in Oklahoma City. Why the hell would he care if the Thunder get lottery odds or not? He's I mean that guy's gone. Because there's that that idea, you just you know at least something better than how you found it. <laughs> I don't think that would translate. Um, you know, it'd be really funny. You have players play out of position, so you have centers run point. You have point guards oh, yeah. playing center. That was kind of that's why I like <laughs> that's why I like the six players thing. Because like, why if the team has four? I, I want to see Stephen Adams just run point, and I want to see Chris Paul in the low post. Uh, like <laughs> two years ago, like my dream situation for Thunder would have been like Stephen Adams' name comes out, and everyone's like. Oh, and then Nick Collison's name comes out, and you're like, oh, okay, we'll see how this. <laughs> and then Dakari Johnson's name comes out, and everyone's oh my. like, oh no, <laughs> and it just starts going to Patrick Patterson's name. It's like, oh, all the bigs, all of the bigs. You guys want to see see uh, Stephen Adams shoot threes? This is bully ball. Come tune in to mid the midseason tournament. Um, I, that idea would be interesting, but again, it's just hard because at that point it's total chance. So what benefit? The play, and people just say we'll just pay the players. They get paid. Like uh, they've they've done they've given raises at the All Star game. Like if you make it to the All Star game and you play, the winning team gets one amount, the losing team gets a different amount. They've raised that number three years in a row. And someone tell me they're taking the All Star game seriously. Like it would have to be a significant amount of money to get them to actually really play in that thing. I know, um, and the whole conversation of. Well, small markets can't keep their best players because the, uh, you know, the supermax isn't working. It's like, well, yeah, because they get paid in other areas than just the teams that they're playing for. So, throwing another five hundred thousand dollars at them is just—it's a lot of money, and I'm sure it's a lot of money to them too. Even though they're all millionaires, but um, it's—I don't think it's enough to risk tearing your ACL in an overall meaningless tournament. It, it's a tournament for our entertainment only, whether it's media 
or fans. It's for our entertainment. I don't know how you can make it important to them because it's important to them to win a championship. They put all that's why that's why we see Kawhi Leonard limping after the finals or he could barely walk. He's willing to put it all out there because that's what matters. I don't know how you can make a midseason tournament matter to them. Yeah. The other idea I've heard um that I this one I actually like because it makes sense vaguely for the players is you remove two playoff teams. So instead of 16 teams, they can play off 14 do. Uh, you ditch conferences because in reality, what are they doing? <laughs> and if you're going to shake things up in a, such a giant spectrum like they're talking about, you might as well go ahead and just bail the conferences. Um, so you, you remove two playoff teams and you split the league down the middle. So you have a bottom bracket of all the teams who wouldn't qualify for the playoffs. So 14 teams would, 16 teams would not. Those 16 teams that would not are playing like, like, have you, do you watch Seinfeld? Yes. So, you know, there's like Jerry and then there's like Reverso Jerry or whatever he calls him. Yeah. Like anti Jerry. <laughs> so there would be like one tournament for the 14 teams making the playoffs where they would be playing and whoever wins the tournament, whoever gets first and second gets first round buys in the playoff. So you, you get a buy. So now the players are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I get to skip seven playoff games and automatically make it to the second round. Like, I feel like that if you're a player trying to win a championship, like LeBron James, would be like yeah, 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 I'll take seven games off. That sounds good. And now, if you're on the opposite side, if you're in the Reverso tournament, the teams that aren't in the playoffs at that moment, you are playing for the best lottery odds. So those 16 teams are playing a single elimination tournament, and whoever wins that gets the best lottery odds at the end of the year. So on one end, it's helping the teams that aren't going to make the playoffs, trying to give them an opportunity to get something significant up the road. On the other hand, for the, all the playoff teams who are going to be playing the extra games, gives them an opportunity to not play as many games. Yeah. And basically get a free entry into the second round, which someone like Chris Paul, I'm sure, would be super interested in based off of his recent history. Yeah, that, I didn't even... That's that's actually a really good idea. Um, you basically play your way into a first-round bye. And it's... And it, again, and the idea is that because you're adding a lot of games with, that, with two tournaments going on simultaneously with different prizes, but one of which would be uh, they'd all be single elimination. And so there is an element of like the best team would win, but we like Golden State wouldn't win every year because if it's single elimination. Well, it's because they don't give a damn between uh, until what? Right. April. And so <laughs> it, it, it helps eliminate a little bit of that the best team would always win because like you can't tell me that like like Phoenix is just always at the bottom. So they would never get the best. Well, that's not true. Maybe Devin Booker puts three really great games together and now they have the best lottery odds even though they're one of the worst teams already. But it assures them a chance. Single elimination helps, I think, weed out some of that. The best team always gets the lottery odds. The other ideas that I've seen where it's like whoever wins this tournament gets a 5% or 10% chance of the first pick. That helps kind of weed that out a little bit, as well as giving a benefit to the players who are going to be playing the extra games. Yep. I, I, th- I don't hate that, because I also like the idea of first-round buys. Like, you can't tell me we're going to play 82 freaking games, but... There's no, yeah. There's like no, what you don't get rewarded. I for. think I think that's so silly that they don't get rewarded for you're the best team for eighty an eighty two game season. You're the best team. Imagine how much help it would have done Golden State the year they won seventy three games to just not have to play the first round. Because even oh, yeah. even though they like did they did they sweep Portland? Was that Portland or Houston? That first year was Portland. Okay, they swept Portland and then Houston's where Steph got hurt. Correct. Okay. Yeah, it would have done them so much so much good maybe they don't get three down three one to the thunder because they're not beat to hell right and i well and i think that those that ending stretch because we know now we see teams who just 
really don't care if they're the one or the two seed or the three seed or the four seed. Like, LeBron hasn't cared what seed he was for a long time. But LeBron would care about a first-round buy. Like, if that was on the table, he'd be like, wait, I get a week and a half off? Yeah, and you could take away players and their load management. Now, like, I think there is something to be said about, well, I don't want my all-star player to play every single night for 82 games. Like, he's going to sit down, like, five or six nights, like, on back-to-backs. Well, um, if the first-round buy is the, the prize for this tournament, it wouldn't like the load management still probably would still be happening, but if the first round by was the prize of this tournament. That means for like five games, like you're getting a hundred percent of LeBron James and you're getting a hundred percent of Steph Curry. Like that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Chisholm, write write this to Adam Silver. What are we doing? Let's just send this podcast to Adam Silver. This was not my idea. So oh, was this Bills? Who no, was... it was not Bills. It was. I wish I could remember where I read it. <laughs> not, it hopefully not on Reddit. No, no, not on Reddit. Uh, no, and I. This is an idea that I read a long time ago, like a few years ago. Okay. Um, I, I guess my one more idea, and I only say three on three because there's, I think, literally only three OU players in the NBA right now. You can just have three on three tournament games against like players from the same college. Kentucky See? would roll people. So it well, do. no, no, no. Think about this. I want you to think about Oklahoma shooting with Trey Young, Buddy Heald, and Blake Griffin. I want you to think, yes, it's three on three, so stretching the floor is a tad bit harder. But my God, they can all let it fly. Yes, they could all it let it fly. It would be fun to watch. Oklahoma would like surprisingly be like, hey, they've got a shot for a football school. I don't think they'd have a shot. I don't think so. I mean, it's got Kentucky. Kentucky or Duke. Duke. Kentucky or Duke are um, thing. Gonzaga has Sabonis and... Zach Collins? Big Zach Collins fan, are you? Ugh. Oh, yeah, Zach Collins. Well, I mean, he looks like somebody I know. And that kid who got drafted to Washington, who they never talked to until they drafted him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forget his name. Um, yeah. Summer League MVP? Was he the Summer League MVP? No, the dude, the dude that everybody wanted, uh, Thunder fans wanted. Oh, Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark. Yeah, Brandon Clark. I think that might have been a mistake. Sorry, Thunder fans. I think it might have been a mistake. <sighs> August. August, indeed. Well... I think it's going to do it for us. Uh, Madison and Brady will be back on Wednesday. Uh, the Thunder Insider Show on Saturday from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. with TV's Jerry, John Hamm, Brady Trantham, Madison Morris. Uh, if you miss it, it will be in this feed as well. So make sure you stick around and check all that out. I appreciate it. And make sure you subscribe to all the new podcasts, All In, uh, Intimate TV's Jerry, The Sam Mays Podcast, Inside OU, as well as OKC82. Yeah, and don't don't worry, OSU fans. We're thinking about you. We're, we're getting the, there. We're the flagship for OU football. Actually, just tweet at Colby J. Powell about how upset you are because some of this hang-up is waiting on him. Hey, Madison's down. Yeah, so at Colby J. Powell, hey, man, you suck. You're slowing me down. Step it up. There you go. Yeah, all right. Appreciate you guys. Catch you next week. Thank you. Listen to Chisholm Holland weekdays from 6 to 8 p.m. on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise in Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Chisholm Holland. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.